Halloween Toys R Us doesn't miss a trick, and the prices are a treat. We've got costumes for all Toys R Us kids, even grown-ups, and loads of candy, makeup, masks, and more. Toys R Us will make your Halloween supernatural. <laughs> I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who is our guest this week? Our guest is a good friend of mine back from the old Chicago days, Matt Kanopka of the Killer Horror Critic podcast and website. How's it going, guys? Thank you for having me tonight. Oh, thanks for coming out and doing this. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Blake, did you buy any toys this week? Uh, I just had one come that I had forgotten I pre-ordered, which was the Squirtle Funko Pop to complete my starter Pokemon. Oh, Go sure. Pops. Squirtle is my favorite Pokemon to say. Is that right? <laughs> it's a good one. Squirtle, 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 Squirtle. Squirtle. <laughs> but, but what uh, was the preferred Pokemon, though? The starter set. <laughs> I, you know, I know nothing about Pokemon. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I know Ash. I know Pikachu, and he's some sort of detective. Uh-huh, and yeah. I know Charizard. Charizard? Charizard. Charizard. Uh, Charizard. The oh, best. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, I know Jigglypuff. Uh, and yeah. now I, I know uh, this new one. I guess I don't. Squirtle. I've already forgotten the name. Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle, Squirtle, Squirtle. We're That's all right. Pokemon experts. <laughs> I mean, I can get through gold and silver pretty good, and then I'm out. When they started doing Love Disc, and it's a bird, but it has a hat now. What the f- I don't know. I've insulted anybody <laughs> under the age of, like, 25, but you'll get used to it. I will say that for a couple of weeks there when Pokemon Go first came out, it looked like everyone was having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It looked like uh, people were united. It was bringing people together. Uh, so, yeah, I look back on those days fondly, even though I never played, and I still am not entirely it, sure what Pokemon is. <laughs> I would say it brought our nation together more than most tragedies do. That was right. a there, there was a Pokemon, a Pokemon Go stop on every corner. <laughs> That's right. You could make it your little bar or whatever. People would come in and spin that dice. But enough of that. Justin, did you buy any toys this week? I did. <laughs> Great. I got, uh, let's see here, what I bought this week. We promised new content. You can't be out there searching for the wrestler man anymore. Uh, well, you know, luckily there's another wrestler man. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, but I found this one very easily. Great. Uh, there's a, yet another Walmart exclusive for WWE. Uh, this time it's a character that even non-wrestling fans will be familiar with. The Rock. I, I've oh, seen yeah. him in films. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> uh, this is, I don't need another Rock, but this one just looked perfect. So I had to get it. Uh wasn't really even out looking for it as much as I was just out seeing what was around and uh, stumbled upon this exclusive rock uh, down at the Compton Walmart and uh, picked it up. And now how many The Rock action figures are there? I mean, I don't have a of number. Of just his wrestling line. There's got to be so know. many. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I, there's some Scorpion King toys out there that are top oh, notch. Everyone wants a Scorpion King toy, guys. How could you I not? Mean, they've never stopped making rock figures since his debut in 96. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of rock figures I out there. I believe that. But this one is the first one 
I think the first one that uses that new real scan technology that Mattel is using. So it looks looks really good. Hmm. Yeah, they're um, getting eerie almost. Yeah. Very so, yeah, <laughs> picked it up. It uh, it didn't ring up in Walmart's system, so I tried to convince them to sell it to me for seven dollars. Uh, they said no, uh, and then went online to look it up online to see how much it sold for. And Walmart's website, uh, not only does Walmart, much like Amazon, like not only does Walmart sell things through their website, but they also allow third-party sellers to sell items on right. their website. So the cashier pulled out her phone and looked up the price of a elite rock action figure. And the first one that came up was from a third party seller selling an mm. old rock for $34.99. <laughs> uh, suggested retail on this $15.88. Uh, she tries to sell it to me for $34.99. I <laughs> say no. Uh, 20 minutes of waiting for a supervisor and talking through it later. Uh, I left with the rock for $15.88. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, this does not help with Walmart's horrible stocking issues with the WWE figures because they just rang it up as a miscellaneous item when it didn't scan. So this did not count as a sale for Mattel figures. So it's not going to help with the like inventory issues they've right. been having. <clears throat> and also, oddly, uh, the only WWE Elite figure this Walmart had was this Chase exclusive of the rock and they had four of them they had no other figures so i don't know if like walmart's are getting solid cases of these rocks or if these are from the shipper with the ghostbuster wwe figures i don't know but uh that was my big purchase for the week that sounds like quite the venture (laughs) i hit two buttons on my phone and a little blue turtle showed up Yay. What was the little blue squirtle? <laughs> oh, he's a little blue turtle. He's a little blue turtle, but he's like got like a squirrel tail, and he's a water type. It's adorable. Oh, and when he evolves, he has cannons that he never uses, which I, makes sense, obviously. Right. I assumed you also bought like a blue, some sort of blue turtle. <laughs> Just a blue turtle showed up. Squirtle is it? Squirtle the blue turtle. Okay. Right. All right. Well, it's all that. making sense now. <laughs> yes. Now Matt, I can remember that. What was yes. the last toy that you bought? Uh, so I actually got the Freddy and Jason Toonie Terrors from NECA recently. Very nice. <laughs> Great. Yep. And did you get this entire first wave? Oh, yes. I actually did. I, I, I forgot. I got the both Pennywise's as well. So. Which surprises <laughs> me when I saw you post that because I know how you feel about See, <laughs> the highest grossing R-rated horror movie of our time. I don't. How do you feel about uh, it? Uh, I terribly dislike both chapters. Um, <laughs> I, I know I'm a in a very minority category on that one. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't toy discriminate though. You know, because <laughs> okay. I will. I will yeah. see a movie and be like, ah, that sucked though. I don't know if I want this toy now. Yeah. See, for me, just just you know, mo- most of the toys that I do buy are horror collectibles, and for me, just being a big horror fan, it, it it's about the character and the look. So even though I don't love the film. You know, I still like this edition of Pennywise. I still think he looks great and the toy looks great. So, you know, I understand that. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be a favorite of mine for me to, for me gotcha. to buy it. <laughs> I just every now and then will catch myself buying things for a new movie and then be like, I better like this movie because I have now yeah. 
invested so heavily. I don't do that anymore. I don't buy toys until the movies come out. Yeah. I learned my lesson with uh, episode seven. I don't even remember what the that movie was called. Something woke up. Something Force Force Awakens. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I bought one Force Awakens figure before the movie came out uh, because I was feeling the pressures of Force Friday. Bought a Kylo Ren. Uh, yeah. Did not care for it when you saw it. <laughs> Uh, d- did not care for Kylo Ren. Then I take it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like, oh, I didn't need to buy this. What was the fuck am I thinking? Yeah. Um, but I guess it's a, it's instead of having something that reminds me of the film, it brings back cherished memories of our Force Friday, uh, which was a lovely, time. <laughs> which was right. a great time. We were shooting a documentary. Even though I didn't at the care time. for the movie, <laughs> right? That's what matters. You get some kind of positive out of it, right? Right. Uh, so Matt. This brings us right into our topic for today. You're obviously a horror aficionado. Dare I say an expert in the field of watching and consuming horror Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, So we're talking today about horror toys. The ones from NECA. I'm sure we'll branch off into the other ones, but that's my jumping off point. And you are unbiased in what horror products you're buying. Because horror toys, to me, as much as I love them... Mm. If I don't know the person and I just see like a wall of Mike Myers, I get a little concerned. <laughs> and it's weird because toys, as we all know, are for children. And I yeah. feel like if I saw children playing with them, I would also be concerned. You horror hater. <laughs> I'm not a hater, Matt. I'm just saying that it's, uh, you know, that he kills a lot of men and women. He does not discriminate in his murder. No, no, he does not. Yes, he does kill a lot of people. <laughs> but you love these. I do. Do you have, like, all of the slashers? Can you tell me a little bit about how this started, your collecting of the horror ones? Did it just come from a physical love of, like, having these things here? Yeah, so, you know, uh, in terms of collecting horror toys, a lot of that actually came from my fiancé, believe it or not, uh, who was not a huge horror fan when we first met. Uh, So my fiancé, Chris, she... Had been collecting toys for a long time. She was super into the Funko stuff and, you know, a lot of stuff before that. And I really wasn't, you know, I've always been kind of uh, conservative with my cash, I guess. So even though I like a lot of this stuff, I would never justify really going out and purchasing it. And then, uh, yeah, she started bringing a lot of this stuff home and she'd bring me home, you know, Funko toys and NECAs and then eventually I was like, oh, that's really cool. I kind of want the rest of that. Like, uh, you know, I remember when Fr- when Funko first did their horror minis set, the very first one they did way back, uh, what, like five years ago or so. Um, she brought home a couple of those and I had fun kind of opening it up and, you know, getting the surprise of like, which one am I going to get? And then I was like, OK, now I need the rest of these. And so then all of a sudden we're on eBay and stuff trying to find the rest and just got hooked after that. So. <laughs> It is funny you say that, because I've mm. known you now for a long time. And until you said that, I realized I there was no collecting until mm-hmm. you were engaged in, in dating your fiancé. Yeah, yeah, no, she it definitely got me into it. <laughs> feels like it's always been there. And now when you see them, I'm like, that's right, I used to go down there into his dorm and... There would be nothing. Yeah. It, <laughs> we just watch well, well, my dorm them. was basically like I didn't even live there. So. <laughs> In many ways, we didn't. Yeah, we pretty much didn't. Um, yeah, no, it's – and it's funny too because I've always had a little – like collector vibe in me, you know, like, uh, I mean, I used to buy just really random shit. Like when Freddy versus Jason came out, 
I bought a Freddy vs. Jason lighter that I never used just for the fuck of it. Uh, can I swear on the show? You can do it. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I bought it just for the hell of it. And uh, yeah, for some reason, the the toys just never stuck, even though I was really into them for a long time as a kid. Like probably still playing with them, you know, past the time when most people don't. What uh, toys did you like as a kid? Oh, uh, Ninja Turtles definitely had a huge collection of those. Um uh, a lot of the alien figures. I had a ton of Z-Bots. Did you guys ever collect Z-Bots? I loved Z-Bots. The Z-Bots were amazing. They were great. No one ever knew it, about them. No mm-hmm. one had them. But they were fantastic. There was an was evil and good version of yes. each one. They had uh, little markers so you knew who was bad and good, which mm-hmm. people should have in real life. And, uh, and it's going to kill me because I can't remember the name of it. But do you guys remember the toys that were really popular in the 90s. I think they still might do stuff like this, but you would get like a little pouch with a figure in it, and then you drop... Bones? Is that what it was? Maybe. Finish what I, it was before I, I, you dive. <laughs> I don't know. There were these horror toys that I collected for a brief time where they would come in a little pouch, and then you put it in water, and the pouch would like evaporate, and then you find out which one you got. So... Oh, that was not Crazy Bones. No, but I, I do had... remember these. I don't remember the name, though. Yeah, yeah, it's something very obscure. It, it wasn't very popular. <laughs> kind of, so. kind of like blind box before blind box. It, exactly. Yeah, that's a lot of walks. That's a lot of steps. I think to get your toy though, because did it have to be like warm water? Could I just toss it in cold water? And... Uh, see that I don't remember. I would have to assume warm water. I tell you, I was an impatient kid. If you bought me something, it was like now to open <laughs> this. Here's this variation of steps. On yeah. this Indiana Jones quest but, just to figure out if it's good or not. But, I mean, it was fun because, like, you know, as a kid, it's almost kind of like uh, a small version of Christmas, you know, because even though, like, you get the excitement of not just buying the toy, but you also don't know what you got. So, right. you know, it's, it's like, exciting for a kid, and, and I still love that today. It's a fun way. Plus, Blake, I think they need to make it more difficult so people like me don't go in and rip open the blind bags. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's also true. I was looking at the NECA section in our Target the other day, and people are just taking accessories out of the box and putting it back. Mm-hmm. What we need is some sort of... You know, Breaking Bad type dissolving situation where I just throw it into a vat for a while. The uh, the Compton Walmart that I spoke of earlier probably has that. Yet another Walmart where all their toys are behind glass. Keeping the figures behind glass does stop the build a figure pieces from being stolen out of them. And I figure I it it doesn't matter the demographic. It doesn't matter the area. Uh, every store I go to, the build of figure pieces are stolen out of the yeah. Marvel Legends. So hmm. I'm I'm actually for the putting figures behind glass. I'm for it for a lot of things. You remember getting a video game at Toys R Us in the '90s? You had to get like an orange ticket slip, like you were in a oh, deli, yeah, yeah, yeah. and bring it up to somebody, and a man would bring you the box, and yep. you looked at the box. I mean, like let, that seemed fine. That was a great experience. Oh, it was awesome because you were like, I kind of like this. That was back too, and covers were like wild. Uh-huh. Like the Mega Man cover had a realistic man on the and front. That, of it. I don't know about the Toys R Us where you guys grew up, but out here, like those booths that had the games were like raised up off the ground for oh, some yeah. reason. Like, yeah, so it was like they were the king of the video <laughs> games. They knew how to get you. They knew just how to be like, bring me your ticket, boy, and let me see what I have behind me. I, May I have some more, sir? <laughs> I have one of those racks of tickets from the old video game section. I just took the section home. When we got That's rid of it at my God, store. it'd be worth some money. You would think so. worth anything, Blake. Well, that makes sense. That's always how it is, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, 
you knew there were horror figures out there. I did, yeah. You knew there were horror toys. You've seen them, I'm sure, throughout the years. I did. But you <laughs> stayed away until your fiancé, girlfriend. Yeah, fiancé, yeah. And it wasn't even like, you know, it's not like I'm staying away, like, intentionally of, no, I want nothing to do with that. It just, I don't know, for whatever reason, just never clicked much with me. I, I can't tell you what it was. I mean, I think there's definitely waves where you can like something and not go into it. And it mm. is that... Fortunate or unfortunate, depending how you look at it. But I, you then also moved here with me, mm. and you got your girlfriend. And I, one of our other friends also was into collecting. And I feel like you were kind of just inundated into it for a while, where I remember bringing you with me to go find Amiibo once. And well, you were like, I got to buy some of those things. Well, right. And, I mean, and I'm, I am that kind of person, you know. Like, I, it's very easy to kind of get me into something if you're like, look how cool this is. And like, oh, my God, it is cool. Like, because you're right. The Amiibos, I never had even the slightest interest in that. And then I go shopping with Blake, and I'm like, oh, but this Bowser Amiibo, though. I believe exactly <laughs> what I said was, Matt, there's three of us, and there's three more Fox McCloud, and I bet he's going to be rare next. And exactly. Matt went... When you're right, you're right. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, fuck it, I guess. <laughs> and then we watched Small Soldiers, and we pre-ordered the rest of the wave on Amazon. <laughs> and what a day it was. <laughs> so now that you've gotten into collecting, yeah. are you tempted to go back and buy any of the older stuff that came out before you were collecting? Uh, You know, not particularly. I mean, it, it honestly depends on the figure. You know, there might be some things that I look back on and I see and I'm like, I wish I could even come close to affording that. But um, Yeah, I feel like you got in at a good time because there's a, a lot of time, like, yeah. you know, NECA's making, making a lot of uh, these horror icons that mm. you if you had been collecting all of this time, you probably would have already bought like five or six versions of a Freddy Krueger that are far less quality you know and i think that touches on part of maybe what the issue was with why i wasn't collecting as much is you know because when ever since i've been a kid horror has been my thing i mean i've been watching these films since i was three years old believe it or not and uh the thing was you know growing up as a kid i i didn't have a lot of horror toys to grow up with they weren't they weren't making 20 different versions of Freddy Krueger and Jason, you know, they weren't doing those things. Yeah. There was a big gap where you had quite a bit of horror toys in the sixties, uh, like universal monster, like model kits and stuff like that. Right. right. And then it became very niche throughout the seventies and eighties. And it wasn't until McFarlane, uh, started doing their movie maniacs line Mm -hmm. in, I want to say, uh, like 90, late 90s. I'm not, can't remember yeah. the exact year, like 95, somewhere around there. Right. That uh, you started seeing more toys like that pop up in stores. Right. Yeah. They were starting to come up a little bit, but, you know, I feel like it was kind of happening right on the cusp as I was getting out of playing with action figures a little bit. And so I, I guess I must have, like, just missed, you know, that bubble. Because I think if I had grown up, like, uh, you know, I. I imagine it must have been easier for others to kind of get into it. Like, you know, say you're a huge Star Wars fan. You got all the Star Wars toys in the world growing up. So, right. so it's I think it's a lot easier to kind of get into collecting those. Whereas for horror, I mean, it, you know, for me it was more like, oh, well, I'm collecting VHS tapes or I'm collecting, you know, Fangoria magazines. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the stuff that they were actually doing for people like myself. I was collecting that. They just weren't doing the toys really <laughs> in fact one of the first horror toys i remember when i was a kid was a freddy krueger doll that uh was out for a couple of weeks and mm. uh the toys r us got so many 
angry phone calls and letters, <laughs> they pulled it. Yeah. Uh, and then you wouldn't see horror toys in a Toys R Us for another five, six years after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a shame. <laughs> <clears throat> well, because I think that's the weird part about – well, not the weird part about it, right? Because these are R-rated movies, giving them to very young children. Eh, I don't really care, but some people might. Mm. Um, but part of that, too, is like you said exactly, getting into Star Wars, He-Man, there was no – Murder playset. There was no like three inch Jasons, and he's but, got Camp Crystal Lake and Killer through the bed, just like in the movie. I'm not a Toys I mean, R Us, at least. And, and and here's the thing: like, I, I don't blame them for not selling me a set with Kevin Bacon getting knifed through the throat from Friday the Thirteenth, right? I I, I, I kind of want that now. Of course, like I want that. Of course, I want that. I don't blame them for not selling it to kids, but. You know, my, my counteraction to that, because you mentioned rated R films, Terminator had action figures. Well, you know, so it's like, it, it's always just been this prejudice against the genre. I mean, they're yeah. even, you know, we're even seeing it being attacked again with, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to get dark on your show or anything, but it's like, you know, we've had shootings and stuff like that. And already, again, we're talking about, oh, it's the it's the violence in the horror movies. They're the problem. You know, it's not anything else. They're the problem. And it's like. I've been watching these movies since I was three year old. The other day, I saved the spider, trapped it in a cup, and put it outside my apartment. I, I, I am literally the most harmless person you've ever met. As are a lot of horror fans, yeah. but it always gets the bad rap. So it's weird that that happens, and I mm. feel like part of it is similar to in like video games. Right when I worked at GameStop, you'd have an M-rated game, and no parent would want to buy their kids Grand Theft Auto, but they would come in and be like, "Well, I can get Halo because it's like purple blood." Right, <laughs> And I feel like sci-fi gets this weird pass because it's science fiction and they can mm. be like, well, you know RoboCop and Terminator are fake. Mm. But this Michael Myers man, you might put on a mask and stab people. Like, I don't know where the disconnect there is. Mm. And it's kind of weird because I feel like horror well, is one of the few other realms where things get really toyetic. Like, you know, they're, they're not really going to make too many man in a suit that Justin's always like, I want a bunch of men in suits. Those don't really exist. There's no Alfred to Michael Myers. There is right. no Jarvis to Jason. There's very few. Well, <laughs> not I mean, yet. There are, you know, I mean, they're, you know, there's dudes in suits. They're, gonna, you know, they're like teens in wet shirts running around. They're not serving you crumpets and croutons or whatever butlers do. <laughs> But I can pretend they are. <laughs> but, you know, with the right attitude, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but NECA, what I also like about horror figures now is I feel like NECA has kind of their grasp on almost every major property. Do you feel with, like, all the slasher stuff that's out there that they have your kind of bases covered? If you need anything, you can go there. 100%. Is there yeah, anything? No, NECA is by far my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Are there any the- slashers, like, missing from them that you would... Uh, want them to have? Well, I, I want to preface this with, even though I do love these things, I don't know everything about it, so there could be one I'm missing, but or one that I don't know about. But, you know, a few that I am sort of disappointed we don't have is maybe Leprechaun from the Leprechaun films. <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe that there are any killer clowns from outer space through NECA. Although Universal Horror Nights is doing a killer clowns yeah. figure, which is awesome. Oh, there's an actual figure for the Horror Nights, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, not obviously not like NECA. It's one of those uh, smaller kind of chibi yeah. ones. But, but it's um, there. That's but great. it's there. property you don't yeah, see a that lot. That is great. Right. It's a property you don't see a lot, and I don't get it. I mean, they're great, fun-looking clowns. But 
Um, how there how's there not been a leprechaun? That, right, exactly. When you said that, that I was like, oh my god, because you could do so much. I mean, they got to be running out of aliens and predators to make at this point. I, I mean, they've so. done so. Well, they've done so many. I mean, now we're at the point of like, oh, we're going to make an alien and put it with Superman, I guess. You know, like we're just they're trying to, to find more ways to do that. Oh, no, it's, it's an awesome great. set. <laughs> I'm not denying the set. I'm just saying they are probably finding. Well, that too, like, to that's them also trying to get around these like weird uh, you you can. You can sell an alien here, mm. but you can't sell an alien there. Kind of rules because yeah. of the of the licenses. Um, there's all sorts of like hoops they have to jump through because they're sharing these licenses with a oh, lot of other people. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And as we've learned with some of these licenses, it gets pretty twisted up and complicated. So, <laughs> well, that was going to be my next thing. Is there any kind of character that you feel? You have to jump on when it comes out. Like I know with the, the I'll use the Toonie Terrors as an example. Yeah, there's a Jason one already, and I don't even know how to begin untangling that web of rights. I, I definitely felt like I had to get that as soon as I could. No, I agree with you. I would actually say right now I, the two biggest ones would definitely be uh, Jason and Freddy. Uh, Freddy, I, I don't know. All of the details on this. I just saw an article on this the other day that I need to read into, but Freddy is approaching a similar issue where the, a lot of the rights are getting tied up. And so, yeah, I, I would say if you see a Freddy or Jason figure, you know, these might be things you want to jump on because it, it could be harder to get these as time goes on. I mean, the the Jason thing, for instance, I that doesn't look like that's ending anytime soon. Well, because so. I know NECA had a, I think, Friday the 13th Part 2 figure mm. in development that they had to scrap right. for that same reason. That someone was like, you can't do it. Yeah. I don't know if this is the reason, but they recently announced for the uh, Toonie Terrors that there were going to be pixelized like video game versions and, yeah. of Jason and Freddy. And yep. then they... Announced that those weren't happening. Yeah, they they were going to really? be the yeah yeah. I think it was announced uh, even Friday even yesterday or a couple days. Yeah yeah uh, yeah. They were going to do these pixelized versions uh, from the video games for each of those characters and ended up having to scrap it again. I'm not exactly sure what the reason is there. If it has to do with the current lawsuit going on with Friday or if it has anything to do with the video game itself, but. Yeah, you know, these are things that... <laughs> Each one of those things, it's a different license, it's, it's more hoops, it's... It, exactly, and, and with characters that are as popular as that, I mean, it's just it's just going to get more and more difficult, because you have so many properties that are happening right now, like, you know, another one that, as far as I understand, NECA isn't able to do, or they just haven't yet, is um, Tom Savini did an exclusive character for the Friday 13th game, the the Hell version of Jason, I, I know a lot of people who have been clamoring to get a figure of that, and that could be complicated yeah. because now that you know that the, that video game, those creators own that those rights. So it just <laughs> uh, speaking of Tom yeah. Savini, we on our last show, our guest uh, Quang was a giant Godzilla collector, mm. and he showed us these figures of like the guys that work behind the scenes on Godzilla. Yeah. Would you buy a Tom Savini figure? Absolutely. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely would. Uh, and, you know, that's obviously not going to be the case with everyone. Uh, but Tom Savini in, in the horror world is an icon. 
You know, my my fiance and I, we actually own a uh, Del Toro NECA figure because to us, Gilmero Del Toro is an icon. You know, he, he represents a lot of voices out there and I love the guy and he loves monsters and... You know, so yeah, Tom Savini, 100%. I would own that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Are there any other horror icons that you would get if they came? Oh, sure. Uh, John Carpenter, George Romero, uh, Wes Craven. That's the one I was thinking of. You know, and, and a lot of these guys, too, especially now that they've passed, you know, I feel like it'd be a nice kind of tribute to them. Like, this isn't toy related, but, you know, George Romero, he got a statue bust in the mall where he shot dawn of the dead and you know i think it's i think stuff like that is great so i would love to see some of these guys get a figure it's just obviously a question of whether or not the market's there so yeah well and NECA seems pretty good at getting weird things done mm-hmm. like that like if anyone can really do it i feel like they could get a tom savini Oh, for sure. I, I mean, to have it made... It might be a con exclusive, but... Right, but I mean, to have made a Del Toro figure with his little journal that he keeps, you know, that it's that's pretty random, but I'm glad they did it. <laughs> I didn't even know they did a Del Toro figure. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think it was uh, possibly a Comic-Con exclusive. I don't know. That's yeah. that's one my fiance picked up a couple years ago, so... Because I know that Funko is starting to do this just like director line and all these people, and I love that, but you want... A real figure. Right. Because otherwise they're just going to be, you know, men in penguin suits with uh, and that's, dark eyes. And, and that's why I've kind of backed off the Funko train a little bit because, you know, when it comes to collectibles, I do kind of lean more towards the NECAs because they are more detailed. They they look like the character. I can look at my Del Toro and know who that is, whereas if Funko had made one, it's just the person. Yeah. You know? so. We, uh... We talk about Funko quite a bit, and I always will, but I think mm. one of the other good pros that you sort of jogged me of, of like, they're kind of a gateway drug for collecting, I think, now, because it's so cheap they were mine. to just be like, I can get Scream, Halloween, Jason, Freddy for like 20 so, bucks, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what I want? No, a totally. real fucking guy. No, Funko is a great gateway for these things. That's actually, you know, Funko was what really got... Me started on collecting the toys. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. You know, after my fiance kind of introduced me to them, this was when I discovered, like, oh, shit, you're telling me that this company is making Freddy and Jason and Gremlins and Leatherface and, you know, like, all these characters that I just wanted to collect and I could get them cheaply. And Trick or Trees. Trick or, yes, yeah, Sam from Which Trick or Trees. And, and, well. that, and that was when they really started to get me is when they started doing the more random stuff. You know, the, the characters that weren't as big at the time. And for me, that was like, oh my God, okay, well, sure, just take all my money then. Because <laughs> <Yeah, there's laughs> I'm not going to get this anywhere else that I know of. <laughs> I still like the occasional Funko Pop. Again, even like the Pokemon license. I was like, great, yes. Oh, there's nowhere else where I'm getting this right now. Oh, they still get me. Every every time I say I'm out, they pull me back in, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> They'll find uh, a way. Yeah, I forgot what it was. They might actually, I was mentioning Killer Clowns earlier, I do think that Funko is doing a killer clown or two. Of so. course they are. <laughs> I know someone is. I know I've seen yeah, killer so, clowns. Someone tagged me in a, in a Facebook post from, I believe, Funko the other day advertising one of those figures, and I was like, well, of course. here we go. You I'm going to have to get it that. now. Because <laughs> uh, Funko also, they do a good job of making everything uniform. They look very good on a shelf. Everything kind of fits. Totally, yeah. Uh, which is also what I think... NECA does, horror in general kind of already has that baked into it, right? Like a Jason mm. looks good next to a Freddy, looks good next to a whatever. 
But do you prefer them looking more realistic or like the Toonie Terrors where everything can kind of fit into that, I don't want to say mold, but style? No, I, I, I don't... Honestly, you can be the, a both kind of guy. Yeah, and that's kind of where I straight. You know, again, it it honestly comes down to the figure itself. Like, uh, you know, if we're talking about Del Toro, like I was mentioning, you want some realism because otherwise, it's just some guy. <laughs> so, right. But but when we're talking about you know characters like Freddy, Jason, uh, Slimer from Ghostbusters, like all those things, they look great when they're detailed. But I also you know, I also like the Funko designs as well because uh, in a lot of ways, you know, all of these things are like fun and cartoony. And, you know, Blake, you were talking about how you go over and see a kid playing with Michael Myers and you're like, oh, I don't know about this kid. But <laughs> no. but but to me, you know, horror has always just been a, a darker expansion of like imagination. You know, that's that's really right. all it comes down to. So for me, they don't have to look realistic. They it's all fake. It's all you know, just childish fun. And so, yeah, I, 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 they can look goofy and cartoony to me. I love that. I also <laughs> like having both because it does give me an excuse to rebuy a character. Oh, for sure. Like when the style <laughs> changes, it's a lot. Like when I, you know, we were talking about the, the variants they're doing for the 8-bit stuff. And I'm a big uh, gamer. You'd think I'd be right up my alley. But I kind of was like, really, in Wave 2, we're going to reuse the mold and make them 8-bit? Give me Ghostface. Give me Gremlins. Give me, like, there's other horror icons to get in there and do. Yeah. I don't want to just have you, like, spray paint Toonie Terror Jason, but now he's from Jason X, even though I would buy Jason X. Oh, I would. I love <laughs> the look of Jason X. I mean, that would be great. <laughs> It'd but be amazing. <laughs> you want, when you get it realistic with those variations, right? Like a Toonie Terror Jason mask, no mask, sack, Jason X. I, I would buy every version. <laughs> Yes, but it would all. <laughs> but I would rather have all those variations and of course they're real ones, right? Yeah. Do you have any favorite iterations of these horror characters? I'm a like OG guy. I'm a classic person. When they start getting into the designs, and that's usually where I fall. But are you the guy who's going to be like, oh, give me a sackhead Jason, and then a mask one, and then a Jason X, and a? So, so I'm sorry, just to clarify, are you asking if I prefer the classic look of each character or? Uh, do you have a favorite one, I guess, is a better, more direct one? Uh, obviously, I'll cut this out. In terms of, like, uh, their, their actual style. appearance in the yeah. film or in the... Okay. Why not both? Okay. Maybe there's one you like, and you're like, my favorite one is Jason X, but he would make a terrible Funko Pop. All right, so sure. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. To, I guess the answer to that, um, I just... I, I don't know that I have a favorite favorite because I'm one of those people that ends up liking a lot of the variations. Like... So, okay, let, let's talk about Jason for a second, right? So when it comes to Jason, I, I don't really prefer the classic look as much, you know, because to me that's that's Jason Part 3, Jason, or Friday the 13th right. 3D. And, and, you know, he's just a big bulky guy in a hockey mask, and it's pretty, it's pretty basic once you compare it to the others, once, you know, you get Part 4 where he's got the... The giant cleaver mark in his mask. And yeah. Then you get all the way to Jason X where he looks like the fucking Terminator. <laughs> like, you know, all, to me, all that stuff is great because I, I like seeing variation. I And that's what I liked about a lot of these films is they found different ways to keep presenting the character. It, it was a big problem I've always had with uh, the Michael Myers character is that he never really evolved throughout the franchise. You know, mm-hmm. he always looked exactly the same. With little variations in the mask that just gradually got worse now over time. Now it's crying. 
Exactly. Although I will say, I did buy the NECA uh, for the new Halloween because it's finally a new variation. It's older, it's wrinkled, it looks different, you know, so... Uh, but yeah, in terms of favorite, um, I, with Freddy Krueger, I love, actually, I'm one of the few people that loves the new Nightmare look with his trench coat and the kind of darker appearance of him. I think it looks great. Uh, Jason, I actually really love Jason Goes to Hell. The look of that. Looks uh, great. <laughs> Friday the 13th Part 7 with his spine coming out. I think that's fantastic. So you I don't have, know if I answered your question. But. I, you absolutely <laughs> did. I don't think we have a figure of his spine coming out yet. We need that. We need uh, that, and we need Jason X. We definitely need Jason X. As far as Part Seven, I I feel like that's one they have coming. I don't okay. know. I don't know that it's out, but I feel like it's coming. If I remember right, these rights just tangle it up again. Yeah, who knows? And then what we really need with the Jason X figure, I'm going to go back to those play sets I mentioned. And we need him with those two girls in the sacks and he's just beating one now, with the other one. Now, hear me out, guys. Now, this is, this is another thing I'm not super knowledgeable on, so forgive me, but do you remember those? You remember uh, for, I don't want to say four girls because everyone can play with it, but geared towards girls, they had like those Polly Pocket. Polly Pockets. You oh, yeah. And, and then, yeah, and then there there was one that they geared towards boys that I cannot remember the name of. Oh, this just came up on something I was listening to. Uh, not Mighty Max. Yes, no, it was Mighty, Mighty Max. Mighty Max. Yeah, no. So <laughs> these Mighty Max toys were, yeah, you open it up. Yep. It's a whole little lair with these little plastic figures. Man, I would kill for what you just mentioned with with Friday Thirteenth. Open it up, and it's a little camp, and you know, Jason yeah. Go head there. They yeah, did, yeah, a little they did little Star Monza. Wars ones that had like yeah those environments. So why not? Right? No, they're they're great. I, I love think those. that would be awesome. Are there any like amazing death scenes if they made those in any slasher that you're like that's the scene it would need to be? Oh man! If it was a playset of just a kill, a good solid. Uh, and you can recreate it if you want. I mean, get fucked up with it. I mean, uh, a classic one for me that that I would love to see, although I, I might have a hard time picturing it for a Mighty Max thing like that. But uh, the the very first kill in Nightmare on Elm Street with um with Tina dragged up the walls and hanging from the ceiling, like I I kind of love that image. Uh, oh, geez, Jason. Oh, here's one. I, I want to set with Jason's mother, Pamela Voorhees getting beheaded <laughs> on yes. the on the beach on the waterfront like i think that would be a fucking great set. i would even say in part two when they go back and she's saying the mom lines back to jason i want that whole scene with every, everyone in it oh yeah that'd be cool with the with the mother's head that resting on the great. pedestal with candles yeah <laughs> i feel like that's more of the kind of stuff that the old mcfarland stuff used to get into mm. like the mcfarland toys would come with like a lot of accessories <laughs> And the McFarlane stuff was just, like, very gory. Yeah. Uh, like, you don't see that type of gore in figures anymore. Right. Like, the McFarlane toys were especially <laughs> gory. Like, there was stuff, especially when he started doing, like, his own figures that were really, really twisted. And, and you know, that's been, speaking of like Goron figures, that, that has been something I've appreciated with Funko, uh, with what they've kind of branched out a little bit here and there. Um, cause some of their exclusives, they'll do the, the blood splatter 
or like I have a Sharknado figure from some Comic Con that has blood all over the mouth. Or they did the Jaws where he's just ripping that dude in half. Yeah, yeah, they did the Jaws one, and they did one that I was really surprised that they introduced just because it's so random for them to have done. But uh, Chucky at the end of Child's Play two, where he's rolling around on a little cart and he's got like a knife for a hand and it's mm. all bandaged and bloody like they did that and you know so yeah it's uh you know obviously i understand why maybe you don't market that to kids as much but i, I love that they're doing that again and that was kind of the thing that was nuts about the mcfarland stuff right is some of that like really gory twisted stuff ended up like it kb mm-hmm. and like <laughs> lots of it ended up at kb and it ended up like clogging the show I remember that because I remember just every now and then like looking for toys as a kid and almost being like freaked out a little bit. Well, well, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't McFarlane. uh, Didn't he release like a Hellraiser line, too? Which which, I mean, those toys, if you're a young kid and you've never seen those films, they're fucking scary. (laughs) That's some that's some fucked up shit. (laughs) I was always as a kid and I loved horror movies and I love them now. Mm. But I've. Probably until I was like 11 or 12 was always very easily unsettled. And part of that was because we had like a home video store, right? It wasn't like a blockbuster. It was called Glenwood Video in Glenview, Illinois. It's now gone. And the horror section was right near, you know, like a black curtain video (laughs) area, which Uh as a kid, no one's like, that's where the people fuck. But like, that's where the porn was. That's where it was, yeah. But the closer a kid got to it, because it was such a small, tight room, the closer you got to that room, the owner, whoever was working, would just be like, no, and would like point at you and like kick you out. And in my mind, I was always just like, well, that's where the really fucked up horror is. Mm -hmm. Because like, if you start like, well, in a way you were right. (laughs) Depends on what kind of porn was back there. (laughs) But I just remember associating the like fear of this old video owner mm. just like watching me look at these horror movies and like look at this closet and just be like don't you fucking do it kid <laughs> that for years whenever I would see horror stuff I'd be like I don't know if I get too close to this some old man's gonna yell at me see but for me like this is kind of off topic maybe for your show but for me that that was always the draw of horror is that it, it wasn't allowed you know it's like right. the secret thing that you get to get away with like for me as a kid one of you know, one of the most pleasurable things about childhood was waiting for my parents to go to sleep so that I could sneak downstairs and turn on the, you know, the cable channels and try to find horror shit I wasn't supposed to be watching. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, that it, man it, just scared the shit out of me. Oh, understandable. But but yeah, it was always the danger of it. Like for me, if I thought an old man was going to come yell at me for looking at this stuff, it would have tempted me more to go look at it. So, <laughs> it's just so like, I could be like, fuck you, old man. I already watched it. Just <laughs> stuck with me. It was wild. Yeah. Do you ever get a little unsettled by the more like really realistic figures. Is there ever a moment where you're like, I don't know about that one. So the irony of that is a simple answer. No. And, (laughs) and, 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 you know, I, what goes into that is, so I was just watching this, uh, this horror documentary the other day on a, on the streaming service shutter. It's called why horror. Yeah. And it's about, essentially it's about this filmmaker trying to discover like why horror, why do we like it? Blah, blah, blah. And one segment in that that I found really interesting is uh, they go to this lab and he's obviously super in the horror films. His mother is not. And they showed them a horror film and they were essentially like measuring like how your brain reacts to it. And 
he he had all of these like jumps and everything in his brain. Long story short, essentially what they found out was that he had kind of become desensitized to the horror of it and was really just enjoying it. You know, yeah. or whereas his mother had a, a different reaction, like a more visceral reaction to it. And so for me, when it comes to horror figures, none of them affect me because I, I've gotten such a love for them that, you know, even though Freddy Krueger obviously looks creepy as fuck, I'm going to look at him and be like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. On the other side of that, though, if you show me a realistic looking doll of just some random person, that, that shit does freak me out. Like my... <laughs> You know, my fiance has uh, this really tall, kind of elegant looking, super thin figure that she used to keep in the bathroom. And I made her get rid of it because I'm like, I don't fucking like that thing. It stares at me. You know? My mom has. Uh-huh. My parents in general, they're big horror fans. When Halloween comes around, they deck out the house. It's amazing. I mm. miss it so much now that I'm in L.A. But one of the things my mom has is this like five foot five mummy. But it's clearly like a female mummy, so it's very like shapely and real looking, and it's got this skeletal face. Mm. And when I was in high school and college, if I like woke up, because we would keep it right by the fucking door. So if I woke up, I was like, I need a glass of water, I'm gonna get a beer, whatever the fuck I'm doing at midnight, it would scare the shit out of me every time. <laughs> and I'm with you. Things like even when I go home now in the summertime or wintertime and it's just downstairs in the basement, a part of me is always like, nice try, mummy. Yeah. You're not getting me. The the thing I will mention that scared the shit out of me, uh, when I was like I don't know, sixteen or seventeen, my my parents, they got me this gift that they thought was an amazing gift for me. Like they were so proud <laughs> that they had thought to get this and I fucking hated it because it was a standee of Freddy Krueger. Which you would think is like, oh yeah, super cool. Not when you wake up in the middle of the night and yeah. Freddy Krueger's standing at the end of your bed looking at you. <laughs> well, that's the weird part about a lot of almost anything. Because mm. now they do these like Funko Pops even that are like seven inches. Or There's like a 19-inch Batman one coming out. Oh, uh, we have a, uh, I forget how many feet I want to say, like three foot tall Jason figure. Unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Just unsettling. At a certain point, you're like, that's just a large man with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> if, that thing, that is... if that thing became animated, it could kill me. <laughs> yeah, if they did a child's play with like a life-size doll, you'd be like, well, this is just terrifying. Part well, now of... I'm horrified thinking of that. Because <laughs> yeah, you can beat, you just kick Chucky, right? Like, he's not very big. <laughs> I feel like you guys haven't even gotten to really horrifying to have in a house. Because... I am looking at uh. McFarlane's Tortured Souls oh, yes. action figure line from the glory days of 2001. Uh, uh, that was, that was good uh, stuff. that year. These, there were two lines of Tortured Souls. They were designed really by Clive Barker. Yep. 2001. Uh, it is literally a line of action figures of people being tortured. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned those because I. <laughs> oh, Justin, this is ju- well. At least they're like this is like a you know like a three headed pig boy. It's not just like a dude. I uh, but well, I'm sure that started as a dude. <laughs> you yeah. can see the progression. No, yeah, That's I. Wild. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I was actually just talking about a uh, Clive- suffering Bob. <laughs> 
Uh, what is going on with Suffering Bob? Well, Suffering Bob, clearly this is a sequel to Bob the Goon. Clearly. Batman. It would appear as though somebody using some sort of uh, Children in the Corn-esque husk tool, whatever you would call that, farmland item. Uh, he's clearly been cut in half at his face sewn to the bottom half of his torso. Uh, one of his legs is just gone. The other one has been uh, sheared into what appears to be some type of sprinkler system. The ones that would go like, <laughs> you know? Gotcha. So that's kind of, you know, that illusion. Uh, uh, his hip has been ripped out and there's a pipe coming out of it. Uh, and one of his arms appears to be a fishing pole. So Bob, and you know what? There's a lot of metal coming out of the top of his head. Into some sort of... Bob's just had a bit of a rough day. He's not having a good go at it. Let's see see who else we got He's come a long way from Batman's Bob the Goon. Yeah. Okay. That seems to be what would happen to Bob the Goon in the new Joker film. (laughs) (laughs) This one's a little... Oh, yeah. I mean... Matt, I'll let you feel this one. Okay. You know, it seems like something... What, what am I? What Just am I doing here? Just explain to me what happened to the, What's that man's name? Does he also have? A I name? don't know. Uh, so All I know is I don't want any of this in my home. Better if we don't know their names. Yeah. So so this guy's like uh, super buff BDSM Red Skull. Uh, he's Great. <laughs> uh, it's essentially a skinless skull face uh, with a. Nice little, you know, Hellraiser get-up fashion here. You know, the, the black yeah, he, leather. and <laughs> He's from Wave 1, and I feel like Wave 1, pretty tame. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, uh, my guy was like, what if a pig and some sort of Oh, you had a, you had a Wave 2 Wave 2 really started... Cranked it up. <laughs> well, it's the sequel, you know, you have to go bigger and better. Right. <laughs> Matt's is like, what if Scary Stories is rated R? What even is that, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, so what is this guy. Uh, so this is actually well, uh, well. This looks exactly like um, a, a character from Hellraiser Two, although it's a little bit different. So in Hellraiser Two, you've got this doctor who kind of flies around with like this tube that's stuck to his head with dug in with claws. And anyway, this guy uh, is a little bit different. Instead of claws being uh, Attached to his head like a sucker, he's got little fish hooks holding him up by the mouth, so I'm sure that's uh, to be pretty fair, pleasant. Exactly yeah. where fish hooks go. True, but usually not on human bodies. Fair. <laughs> fair. Uh, oh, and just, you know, for added effect, it looks like he's hanging over a pile of spikes that just follow him around, so that's great. good for him. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, this is... Um, Never alone when you have a bed of spikes. You know, I mean, this was just the brilliance of Barker teaming with McFarlane because Barker is responsible for some of the most horrific imagery to ever appear it's, on films. Yeah, just <laughs> great. Oh. Justin, do you buy any horror figures? What's your poison when you get scary? No, I, you know, I've never really been a big horror fan. Mm. Really? Yeah. You know, it's cousins with comedy and you like comedy. That's true. They do go hand in hand. A lot of people say that. They do. <laughs> Sometimes they combine the genres, and then you get all sorts of fun movies, yeah. like Scream, and I'm sure others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, um, I, bought, I actually bought a lot of McFarlane stuff because uh, I was stupid and young, <laughs> and I was still living at home, and I had disposable income. And any action figure that looked cool, I was buying back then. But more like, no. I, like I bought like 
what did I buy from that movie Maniacs line? I bought the McFarlane Jaws, uh, Norman Bates. Hmm. Uh, what else? It's a that was about it. I yeah. mean, like you know, I collect Gremlins, but like but, that's, that's I don't you know, really consider that horror. But people neither do will, I. But if you're like the first one's very scary. I'm like I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, it's good. I love it. I well, no, I, I'm just going to get nerdy on you and be like, well, actually, you well, know, it started as a pretty hardcore rated R horror film. We just rewatched <laughs> some of it the other day. It's yeah. the same thing with Ghostbusters. I mean, they're like, what a scary movie. And I'm like, sure, there's creepy imagery, but that is a comedy. Yeah, no, that I do consider that a comedy. <laughs> Full of all sorts of goofs and hijinks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't, I, I, do you, yeah. Did you ever fuck around with just like, it's Halloween time, let me put out like, I don't know, a little Frankenstein boy or a little, little, uh, little, <laughs> little ride Frankenstein of Frankenstein boy? <laughs> <laughs> just the boy, not, not the man for you. Not the man. I don't, I don't have any Frankenstein boys. Uh... Perhaps a mummy? Maybe you were a big Chocula fan and you bought this <laughs> Funko Pop? Which, why isn't there NECA serial horror mascots? This is an outrage... And it must be amended. There's well, a really nice post-haste. line of new Funko, yeah. not the pops, but the minis for really? advertising characters. I don't I, think isn't Funko doing or, or hadn't they done the, the they've serial done them, but I want uh, again, yeah. I want a realistic figure. Those would also be great for the Toonie Terrors. See, oh, I mean, you, <laughs> you want like Clive want Barker to get his hands on a lot uh, of Count Chocula. I mean, and a lot of yummy make mummy. some. I mean, I guess I just have to wonder, like, what does realistic Count Chocula <laughs> he like he's always been a cartoon box <laughs> I want him to look like the cartoon one I want him to look realistic the same way I want like I mean, Chewbacca I mean if you realistic. if you make Count Chocula realistic then he just looks like a really scary vampire yeah, I don't know he'd be like a nice shade of brown and maybe he would bring like candy to you no or whatever he does I don't know how that man he'll look like he life. brings you death <laughs> he's like the fun vampire who shows up and like fucks up their good times. not if you make him realistic you know that, you gotta imagine that that guy you make him realistic he's gonna look like 80 and like handing out candy like you don't want candy from that guy that's right he'd be the dude at the house you're like that man he's up to some shit yeah, yeah right now he's fun with the but... Funko All right. yeah I still want a cool <laughs> Toonie Terror yummy Toonie Terror Toonie Terror would be fun yeah. and a Fruit Brute maybe there's a fourth one. Oh, there's there's guys in this new Funko Minis line that I have never heard of. Like, uh, the horror one? Or? No, the advertising, uh, the advertising ones. Oh, okay. Like old school. Like, it's great. Yeah. I'm all about it. I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole sometimes looking at old 90s ad commercials. Like, <laughs> some of that to... shit's insane. <laughs> like, what do you think is going on with this guy from the Twisted Souls line? It, Justin, this man looks like he's having a great time. He's spread his legs open. He's ready to give or receive. That's a nice man right there. However, it does seem as if his bits have been replaced with metal bits. Um, well, then they were just made better. So. <laughs> pick your poison, I guess. Uh, it looks like his neck has been surgically removed. You know what I like about this? Because Ted, Mc, you know, Todd McFarlane is also very famous for making the hit character Venom. And this man, he's got little spider webs in his armpits, just like the original oh, Spider-Man character. So nice. in many ways, it's a nice little homage. This might be how he felt about Spider-Man after Marvel, you know, <laughs> fucked him over. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that's his I, re- I remember. <laughs> I remember that going a little differently. It went very differently than how I've stated, but you know. <laughs> there's just no winning with that boy. He just gets all his rights peeled away. He's definitely nope. missing a foot. Um... This one's also weird because it looks like on the – oh, no, you know what? That's not – I thought there was like red Sharpie on the packaging. That's just blood 
that they've made into like a pipe type form that just goes through them. I thought they were like circling the torture on the packaging to be like, see, that's not how a man's ribcage should be. But that's that's just a trail of blood leaving him. I will say that's some like magic bullet blood where you don't know which way it's going. It shouldn't curve that way. It should just be dripping down him. Uh, Otherwise, you know, compared to the other two, this guy's getting out pretty good. I gotta say, so maybe he's just got metal junk that bad. Yeah, after he's, all. he's just getting peeled open like a you know like a really tough pistachio. Yeah, I'd buy that for my nephew <laughs> if I saw it at a KB. Yeah, but perfect. How I feel about my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmares forever. Oh man, Matt, do you have a favorite NECA figure in the horror line that you've gotten? Oh man, um, do I have a favorite? You know, I do really love my uh, Freddy with the uh, syringe finger finger fingers. Damn it, can't get the words out. <laughs> uh, I do really love that one. I like my uh, Texas Chainsaw Leatherface 40th anniversary. I think he looks fantastic. See, now that's a character for me where I'm like too evil. I can't have him standing around. <laughs> Leatherface is definitely by far one of the uh, eerier looking <laughs> characters, which is you know I guess what you get when you have someone wearing someone else's face, right. but. <laughs> Um, a great figure, though. A great figure, yeah. Uh, no, you know, not really. Like, again, it's it's not something I have a particular favorite on. I just kind of love them all. So. <laughs> Look out, because this Halloween, Toys R Us is your Halloween headquarters. You'll find every trick or treat under the moon. A monstrous selection of costumes and a dungeon full of decorations. At prices so low, you'll howl. So this Halloween, bring the entire family to Toys R Us for a Halloween selection so huge. It's scary. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on and talking horror toys. Yeah, thanks uh, for Where me. can people find you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Killer From Space. Uh, you can also check out my podcast, Killer Horror Critic, on basically anywhere you can get podcasts. It's a show where I bring on filmmakers writers actors actresses uh, that are in the horror genre to talk about some of their favorite horror films i just had uh lauren ashley carter on from imitation girl and darling and jug face she has a new film called arctic that just came out i talked about drag me to hell with her um and then you can also check out killerhorrorcritic.com you can find some of my writing there i also have uh other writers that do reviews and retrospectives stuff like that so yeah so you can find all that Awesome. Blake, where can people find us? Well, first they can leave us a review on iTunes and leave us five stars. And when they're done doing that, they can head over to facebook.com slash group slash how do you figure podcast and join us there. They can follow us on Twitter at how do you figure PC. We're also on Instagram at how do you figure podcast. And you can email us at how do you figure podcast at gmail.com. We're now on Stitcher. And we're now on Stitcher. So that's really exciting. Good times. Everywhere podcasts are sold. Tower Records, Fry's Electronics, <laughs> Sam Goody. <laughs> we <Amy> wish. <laughs> These are all dead retailers except for Fry's. Remember Circuit City, guys? <laughs> yeah, it looks like a big battery. <laughs>